When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, we're here at Diddy TV with the Tulsa Takeover today. We've got six extraordinary musicians and we have a treat in store for you today. I'm with Dustin Pitsley of the Dustin Pitsley Band and other projects today. Yes, yeah. So uh, you are from Tulsa or are you from another part of Oklahoma? Tell me about where you're from. I'm Just from Chandler, off. Oklahoma. Okay, Chandler, it's where is that? about an hour outside of Tulsa, a little tiny place. Okay. Live out in the country out there. Oh, you, okay, uh, so you- Well, I don't anymore, but. Okay. I'll probably end up back out there somewhere. <laughs> Far, are we talking like farm life or more of like a... Uh, just, just country boy. Just Yeah, kind of a mm -hmm. little bit of farm life. Not, the, nothing too heavy, though. Nothing too... Nothing... <laughs> you're, not, you're not feeding anybody no, at 6 in the morning? No, I'm not playing fields or nothing. Okay, or all nothing right. Nothing like that. More fishing and oh, stuff like that. Oh, well, that sounds pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, you know, I'm from L.A. and I drove through... Oklahoma on my way here to Memphis when I moved and I was really actually impressed with the landscape you cross over the border and like prairies and sunshine and fields yeah. kind of open up yeah. magically when you cross the state line uh, and so I'm wondering what does that what is growing up in that type of environment uh, give you as a songwriter like what what sort of feelings come across uh, as opposed to growing up in a big city uh, I just like it I can be 20 minutes from the, in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it because I've, I've grew up a country boy and I kind of mm -hmm. like being out alone in the country. I spend a lot of my time in the woods and fishing and stuff like that. So no matter where I'm at, I'm always 20 or 30 minutes away from that. Okay. So that's what helps me out a lot. Would you go into Tulsa as a youngster or was, was there any music happening? Like, I don't know, dive bars, local, local uh, yeah. fairs around you? Yeah, I started playing pretty young, about 14 years old, playing in bars right. and stuff. So We'd go to Oklahoma City a lot. Okay. I didn't know Tulsa very much, so uh, yeah, that's we didn't go in too much, but when we did, it was just for that. Whenever I started playing and stuff, and that's kind of how I was introduced to it was the club scene almost or something. I didn't go like the normal kids go to the mall or go right. To, so I just kind of grew up in that scene. So at like 14, 15, 16, do you just show up at a bar and say, "Hey, I'm here to play," or do you know somebody, or were you able to like, you know, get yeah, on bills? Yeah, I was hung out with older people it seems okay. like and a lot of my dad's friends had been in bands and I started playing music around town and they they would take me to jams and stuff on Sundays yeah. or, and then I got to meeting people and ended up starting a band mm -hmm. and then you then you meet people and say hey let's play together yep pretty and then much. things come organically from that pretty much okay yeah. That's pretty neat. Um, I've noticed this Tulsa community is really invested not only in uh, their music and and sort of rebuilding Tulsa but also in each other in supporting yeah. each other and lifting each other up. We're all best friends yeah. first. And we were talking about that earlier, musicians second. That's the way I, I view it. Mm -hmm. We're all just great friends, super supportive of each other. And what's good for one of us is good for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that. I, um, I read on your website something very funny that I wanted to ask you about. There was this number, it says uh, 1638 times we've played Freebird and then Warm Beers is above it. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, that's not my department. I, don't oh, okay. do the web I think it was the, it was a friend of ours that does the website. All right. I think he was just making a joke. All right. And uh, 
I didn't even know that was on there. It's, it was actually pretty funny. Because so, I've never played Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> Every concert that I've ever been to, it never fails. Someone asks, I somebody know. asks for Freebird. Yeah. So you must be it's a little like a, old sometimes. Yeah, it must be a free, you must be a Freebird pro at yeah, this point, Yeah, I just point, ignore though. it now. Yeah. It just goes right <laughs> over my head. <laughs> um, so you have your band, Dustin Pitsley Band. It's you, obviously. Mm-hmm. Vocals, guitar. Yes. And so who else is in the lineup, or does it change? Uh, Chris Kyle plays... Uh, Keys, organ, and uh, David Teagarden Jr. plays drums for me, and Donnie Wood plays bass. Okay. Uh, So does that, is that lineup coming with you now? You're recording on Levi's album coming up? Okay. Yeah, they're not here with me today doing this, so, uh, but all the guys here, we've all played with each other Mm -hmm. so much, it's very comfortable. They Mm -hmm. all, we all know each other's stuff. Yeah, so we've got Jesse Acock, we've got John Fulbright, Lauren Barth, uh, we've got Levi Parham, of course, whose record we're all, Paul Benjamin, yes. Um, you travel around the country, I'm assuming. Do you also take it out to Europe? Do you go other places? Yeah, Canada? I've yeah, I've been to Europe once. I okay. plan on going back soon. Uh, me and Wink Bircham actually went to oh. Europe together and did an acoustic thing. So I'm really hoping to take the full uh, full band early next year. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, Wink is another Tulsa name that I've yeah. come across. Now, are you also with Horton Records? I am with Horton Records, yes. Okay, great. And, um, I, you know, I've done a little research by No Brian and... Horton Records is great. They, He's they done basically, a great thing for the music yes. community in Tulsa. It's, we wouldn't be anywhere we are without Horton Records. Brian yeah. Horton, it, he's just done an incredible thing. Yeah. He really supports uh, sort of all facets of you know, production and raising money and yes. getting you guys together. Very and, selflessly. He's just about the music and about the people. It's nothing other than that. Yeah. It's, that's a rare thing. There's not a I lot know, of yeah. record companies. We're very lucky to have him. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, they're lucky to have you, too. <laughs> well, yeah, your, your music's great. We've been listening to it here. And, well, thank you. Uh, so today, you're going to play. Who's going to back you up today? Who are we uh, gonna Jesse see today? Acock, okay. uh, Dylan Acock, mm-hmm. and Aaron Baylor. All right, and so Jesse and Dylan are brothers, yes. right? Yes, okay. Known them for a, for a little while. Do you blend some of that? I know they have some crossover blends, and they all work in other projects. Do you work in other projects as well? Like, do you work with Paul Benjamin? Do you work in, do, in Jesse's uh, band sometimes? Me and Jesse's got a thing, too, called Higher Education. Oh. We started about, oh, it was probably 12 years ago. Wow. And When you were we've 12? We've never really, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've never taken it on the road, never really recorded anything. It's just been a weekly thing we've done in Tulsa. Mm. We haven't done it for a couple years. But every once in a while, we'll kind of bring it back together and kind of have a little reunion thing. And Dylan Acock was actually mm-hmm. in it also. And uh, so I'm hoping to get together and write a little more and actually do a higher education, I don't know, some sort of recording at some point. Absolutely. We don't really know. It's just kind of always been there, and we always enjoy it. We just, it's just fun. Never really had any plans, but maybe it'll turn into something someday. So does he play pedal steel in that, or does he play pedal something steel, else? Pedal steel, lap steel, guitar, mm-hmm. all of it. Everything yeah. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your own guitar, and then Dylan would be playing drums? Yep. That sounds like a fantastic and, uh, lineup. Dave White. Okay. Uh, plays bass from Tulsa. Oh, all right. Right on. Well, I look forward to hearing something from that. We'll yeah. have it here. At, Me too. <laughs> have it here at Diddy. That's, that's a great future project. Yeah. Um, do you have an album in the works? Uh, we, we had one just come out not too long ago. Oh, what's it called? Uh, it's just self-titled. Okay, it's your self-titled album, yep. the Dustin Pitsley Band. Yes. Right. Okay. And um, where did you record? Was that in Tulsa, or did you that go was out? In Little Rock. In Little Rock. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we had. It's the same lineup that we had. I think Jesse was on some of the uh, record too, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a little bit different from some of the stuff I've done before. It's mm-hmm. a little more singer song 
songwriter type mm -hmm. stuff. Because I've, I've always done more blues, kind of riffy, rocking sort of stuff. Like a rootsy sound, yeah. blues root sound. But this is a little more, I spent a little more time on the songwriting part of it. So I, I really like it though. So a true travel off in that direction a little more. Yeah, that's a, the a true Americana songwriter that's sort of very popular right now. Um, I was talking with Levi earlier, and he said that there was a phrase being tossed around, troubadudes. I'm going to put you in that troubadude category. I like it. I like it, too. Maybe we can do a segment about that. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about Oklahoma because I'm, I'm really fascinated by the, the cultural heritage there. It's really an amalgam of, of people um, yeah. from the oil boom that happened there in the 20s to the Native American culture, the indigenous peoples that were either from there or pushed there. You know, mm -hmm. you've got the, the Choctaw. Uh, you've got Cherokee, you've got, uh, I mean, just a variety of cultures yeah. there. Do you have any of that in your heritage, or is it just sort of a, around you and prevalent? Uh, I do have a little Native American heritage in me, but not not enough to, I don't know how to explain it. I, it's, it's in me, but I don't really relate to it that much. Okay. But it's around me a lot, and, but I do notice it around me, just all the different cultures and stuff, yeah. especially musically, you get so much blues, jazz, country, everything yeah. just kind of ended up in that central location. Mm -hmm. You just kind of take a little bit from all of it. Yeah, it must, I mean, it must influence some of the sounds and music that, you yeah. know, it's from growing up. Yeah, what, What's in your ear? Uh, my parents, they would listen to blues, but then neighbors, they would listen to straight country, and then mm -hmm. everybody just always had something different going on. It's not everybody listening to the same thing. Right, correct. And I, you beautiful sort of jewelry that you're wearing today too oh. <laughs> it's nice I like that thank you yeah so we're you're playing here today we're gonna get to go and see you guys are traveling to muscle shoals yes. which is you know just the the start of so many careers from aretha to, yeah. to wilson pickett the rolling stones cut records there and uh, I mean, what's what's that sort of feeling like have you ever recorded there before no i haven't no. uh it's i've always known about it always wanted to go i figured i'd just be taking a tour of it or uh -huh. something to, to go but Levi called me and asked if I was interested, and I didn't even check my date book to see if I had anything. I said, I'll cancel whatever I've got. I'll be there. Yeah, so, the guided tour, the deep guided yeah, tour. Yeah, exactly. Of, so very excited to do that. Yeah. Pretty honored to get asked to be on this project. Oh, absolutely. I think it's just great for everybody. Uh, Levi was telling me that he feels like just a small part. He's so glad that you all are, are basically leading the pack, he feels, because it's such a collaborative effort. Yeah, he's made us feel really welcome, like it's all of our... Mm -hmm. All of our thing instead of just us backing Levi Parham, which we are, but he's made us feel really involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just been really nice. I feel like everybody gets a chance to shine, and we and we're certainly looking forward to hearing your set today because oh, we uh, we really love um, exploring artists here at Diddy TV that maybe aren't on the world radar yet. Yeah. You know that are maybe popular here in the states, but we have a lot of viewers all of, all around the world, and uh, this is. This is good because we get to introduce what, what we've got, what we're producing and, yeah. and putting out there in the world. I think Americana, the face of Americana is changing, and you're part of that yeah, well, right now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Feels yeah. good to be part of it. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, that's, that's one thing that we're, uh, we're really happy to be able to give you a shot at. Showcasing. Well, we really appreciate it. Cool. What other projects are in the works right now? Anything or some time for rest? Well, I've, I've been writing more. I'm going to start another record soon. I don't know when. I quit putting timelines on everything because mm -hmm. it never works out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just writing as much as I can, traveling a little bit, uh, kind of taking a little bit easy too. I've got a son at home now and oh. and we're I watch him a lot, but I plan on probably recording this fall 
and getting back on the road early next year again. Oh, wow. Okay. So what is that like then having, how old's your son? He is three and a half now. Oh, he's so. just a toddler. Yeah. But yeah. growing every day. Yeah. What is it like having a, having a young son at home? Uh, does he ever come out with mom or how, oh, how yeah. does that work? He's, he's used to coming out to the shows, the shows he can come to. Yeah. The outdoor stuff, but he loves the music and that's great. It's been really nice. Just kind of change your perspective on how you write and what, how you think and not being quite as selfish and seeing the world a little differently. So I think that's kind of changed what I do a little bit. Almost like you're leaving, uh, you know, a legacy for him to, to look at. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think to a lot absorb. more about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what is it like when you're away? Do you, do you keep in contact with him? Is it oh, like yeah. a daily, nightly kind of a... Oh, definitely. Yeah. A couple times a day. So. <laughs> Thank God for, for FaceTime. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Skype, so. all those yep. modern inventions that we... Yeah, I couldn't go more than a couple of days without... Oh, talking to him so <laughs> I feel you I feel you you know ones I love travel to and uh before the advent of that being a really solid form of communication it's hard to be away from those you love yep. anyway but yeah I'm just little... lucky I got a very good support system at home yes. to allow me to do what I want to do so that's really important yep. in a family someone who understands that this is your job yeah you travel for work yeah and they've been super supportive since since I was 14 started first playing wow. my whole family's just been Nothing but supportive, so got real lucky there. Is your family musical, mom, dad? Not really. Okay. No. <laughs> I've got an <laughs> uncle that plays a, he's a director of the Cimarron Circuit Opera Company in Norman. Oh. But that's a whole different world of music where our two worlds don't really connect. Yeah. But uh, that's the only But the ability. in my family. The yeah. ability is there. Yeah. 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 Did you grow up listening then to a little bit of classical as well as, as yeah. you know, the blues I and the folk? I listened to everything. Well, I started out in school band and stuff, so I played trombone and tuba and all this different really? stuff. Really? So yeah, I started out jazz band and classical band. and So that kind of got me my start really into music. So I didn't have a style I listened to. It was just, I liked everything. Mm -hmm. Do you still play horns? Uh, it's a different, public. yeah. <laughs> it's a very different medium, you yeah, know? Not in public anymore. I wish I did. I wish I'd have kept up a little more, mm -hmm. but I might get back into it eventually and try to do something. Do some uh, muscle shoal sound of yeah. that horn sound. Is <laughs> yeah. it? I mean, is it something like riding a horse, or is it that you have to build up the muscles? Again? Not for me. It's not, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I still know what to do. I just don't have the technique there still. Mm. So maybe someday. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be kind of a cool thing to play around with. Okay, so Justin, you said you got into music around 14, 15, and, and you started out playing in Oklahoma City and playing bars and yeah. Maybe you know the local the local joints around there, and uh, so what was the path that led you from there, that sort of teenage boy, till till right now? Well, I just like I said, my family was super supportive. My mm -hmm. dad would take me every Sunday to the one of the jams. Okay. I put together a band, and by the time I was in high school, I was gigging most weekends. Oh. And then I did my first CD when I was 17. Wow. And. Uh, so I, I started traveling pretty young too, but my, my dad would take me everywhere. And uh, I had a lot older band also. All the guys in my band were probably in their 40s. Oh. And I was the only young guy. Okay. So uh, that helped a lot. And they kind of showed me the way. And it, that's just kind of from there on out. It's just been the same thing. Just making more records, traveling more. and Playing with 40 year get better. Playing with a bunch of 40-year-old Um yep. <laughs> I'm kidding. So... Uh, <laughs> Now, did you feel as like a you know a seventeen, eighteen year old playing with musicians who are much older than yourself, 
obviously who had vet, were vets, had been around. Did you feel uh, like a nervousness or did you feel that you needed to sort of like show up and, and be as good as they were? Or did you feel like it was okay, that it was a learning experience and you were more under their wing? Like what was the um, sentiment? It was a little bit of both. I was a little, I, I think I started so young I wasn't super nervous. Okay. I didn't have that in me. I, I should have been more nervous than I was, I think. Aww. But uh, I went, I ended up in Tulsa, probably okay. around 19 or 20. Okay. I kind of moved up there. And uh, I got in contact with Jimmy Markham and Steve Pryor and all the older Tulsa Sound guys. Mm. And they really took me under their wing and showed me a lot. I think them, Tom Skinner, I give them a lot of credit for everything I do today. They taught me so much. So like I said, I should have been nervous mm. around them, but I, I just, they made me feel so welcome I wasn't. And what's your primary instrument, would you say? Mine? Mm -hmm. uh, it would be uh, guitar. Mm -hmm. Lead guitar? Yeah, lead guitar. Mucka, lead guitar. And so that first album, what was it called? Uh, it was called White Line. White Line, okay. <laughs> People misinterpret it. It's not. <laughs> it's about the white line on a road, side of a road. So. <laughs> All right. It's about travel. But yeah. when I did it, I was 16 in that area, so I wasn't really thinking okay. about the what people would take it as. <laughs> so this is so this is a while ago. So yeah. Now, what have the albums or EPs or records been like since then? Like, what have you, what have you put out for us that we can look up and, and connect uh, with? The next one I did, it was called uh, Staring Into the Sun. Okay. We just did that in my bass player's basement. And it's one of my favorite ones still. And uh, before that, I did one just by myself. I played all the drums, bass, keyboards I just I did everything wow and it was called Picasso's clouds and I was trying to prove that I didn't have to have a record with a bunch of guitar solos yes so that was just kind of my own little experimental thing you can still find that out there somewhere well, I would love to and yeah. uh, I've got one called palm trees and trailer parks okay and one called already there all right so that you, you have quite a quite a catalog behind yeah. you already um, you said you played all the instrumentation on yourself on, give me the album's name again. Uh, Picasso's Clouds. Picasso's Clouds. You know, that's something that, I mean, a lot of musicians have done. I remember Paul McCartney saying on his, on McCartney, his first, you know, solo effort, that he decided he was going to play all the instrumentation himself, you know, coming yeah. off of the Beatles. It was a change for him. And then an interview post-record said, I will never play all the instrumentation yeah. <laughs> myself ever again. <laughs> it, was, it was fun, but it yeah. was pretty taxing, and yeah. uh, it just takes forever. Yeah. But I, I might try it again someday. It, I mean, it must be, there must be a sense of accomplishment. Of, I don't know if oh, you're yeah. using like, you know, metronomes and click tracks and trying to keep everything yeah. yourself. But. I'm super proud of it, but yeah. I'm glad I already did it. <laughs> so maybe later in life I'll try that again. It's like a rite of passage, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Hush, that's, that's wonderful. You're such a, a young man to have that sort of history behind you. Well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you a little bit later on stage. And All right. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 